and welcome to the What in the Youth podcast, a podcast for parents about youth. I'm your host, Brady Robinson. In this podcast, we will look at teen culture and how we shepherd them toward the gospel of Jesus in the midst of their busy lives. This podcast is intended for parents, and we will be speaking plainly and honestly about a wide variety of topics, and some will be mature in nature. I recommend you listen to this podcast without your team present. If you want to engage with other parents and myself on what is presented here, please like our Facebook page called What in the Youth Podcast. Now, without further ado, let's talk. Hello. So today we are going to be looking at sex, a little bit of feminism, and one very raunchy new song that needs to be on our radar. First off, let me just apologize for the delay in getting this podcast up and running. I was planning on starting this actually in the spring, but you know, the pandemic really messed with that schedule. I have some things ready, including one on that Super Bowl halftime show, which feels like forever ago. And I want to release that one to you, and I plan on releasing that one to you in the next two or so weeks about how we engage with what happened on that Super Bowl halftime show with Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. But a song just came out that requires some attention, and I believe it should be on your radar, even if your kid doesn't quote-unquote listen to that kind of music. And so I'm going to take this first official episode to really dive into it and talk about why we should be... um, paying attention and why we should care about this song. Now, I do want to give a gentle reminder. This podcast is intended for parents, and this first official episode will be dealing with some more mature content. So let's take a step back. Generally speaking, men have been given a greater pass when it comes to speaking plainly about sex throughout the years, even very graphically. People will say they're just being guys, and that's how they're wired. Because of this understanding that guys are just that way, there is another understanding that girls are not. For instance, guys have either sung or rapped about sex and it becomes hits. Even hits that we excuse for quote-unquote fun songs like Baby Got Back. If you really listen to those lyrics of I like big butts and I cannot lie, you will be shocked at truly how dirty that song is. Yet, when a female gets too graphic... Uh, she gets what many call slut-shamed. Let's look at some recent examples of this. Back in 2004, there was one of the most infamous moments in Super Bowl history. Justin Timberlake was performing with Janet Jackson. He ended up removing a piece of her wardrobe, exposing one of her bare breasts on national TV. Since then, Justin Timberlake has gone on to incredible fame, releasing beloved music, making hit movies, and even being invited to perform at the Super Bowl again. Janet, however, well, her story hasn't been so smooth, and she never quite recovered. In fact, that year, Janet was actually uninvited to present an award at the Grammys, but Justin himself won two awards. Her career actually, ever since then, has never really gotten back on track to where it was, and it seems like this event still follows her around. While on the topic of Super Bowls, the last two years we've seen two very sensual performances, one by Adam Levine, the lead singer of the band Maroon 5, and one by Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Adam removed his shirt, revealing his abs and muscular body, and people seemingly ate it up. 
And there was not a lot of controversy about it. I mean, even Christian people were posting about how good he looked and loving it. But then Lopez and Shakira did, while a very culturally charged, also a very sensual performance, and the controversy exploded. There is this push for women to take back their sexuality and own that they also enjoy sex. And those who champion this push a narrative that they should not be slut-shamed for this. Instead of raising the standard for men in this realm, it seems that what culture is doing is keeping that standard, but instead they just want that same standard for women. Which leads us to a song that just came out that people are celebrating as a feminist pro-sex anthem. There's this quote that I heard from Walt Mueller, a, a guy who founded and runs the Center for Parent and Youth Understanding. Just a little background, Walt Mueller has been training youth leaders and youth pastors and parents for decades. Uh, his website, cpyu.org, is a great resource that has a ton of different information. I've actually heard him speak a few times. He is just a wonderful, wise Christian leader. He says that culture is a map and a mirror for the world around us. With that in mind, we're going to discuss a certain song and what it maps and mirrors of the world around us. We're going to talk about why should we care, even if our kids do not listen to that kind of music or this specific artist. So what is this song? Well, the song is called WAP, W-A-P, by the artist Cardi B. Cardi B is a female hip-hop artist who has sort of become the queen of the genre, for lack of a better term. She has incredible influence in the culture, from fashion to gender definition to sex to all of these various things. In fact, Cardi B was labeled by Time Magazine in 2018 as one of the 100 most influential people. Time even called her a pioneer. If you want a little bit more background, you can just do a quick Google search on her, look at her Wikipedia page, it'll give a great overview of Cardi B. Now the song. As I start, I have to admit, this is gonna be quite difficult because the details of the video and the lyrics for the song are incredibly raunchy. The title of the song is actually an acronym for a term I'm not going to use on this podcast describing female genitalia. Before I continue, I want to say to fully understand what is being talked about, you will need to listen and watch the video for yourselves. If you do, not, if you do watch the video, just know that YouTube forced Cardi to edit the song, which may shock you if you watch the video because there is a lot of language, filthy lines, plus the video was really graphic. And so you're going to probably watch it and go, this is edited? But yes, the actual version, found on Spotify, Apple Music, or anything else, is even more dirty. To get a true understanding of it, you probably only have to listen to the song as well, especially if you have struggles with pornography or something like that in your past, uh, to keep your mind a little bit more pure. I, I do maybe recommend not watching the actual video, but I do want to encourage you to listen to the song or as much of it as you can. Maybe you can only make it through about half of it, um, but that way you can truly understand what we are dealing with here. But again, I want to issue a warning that the lyrics are head spinning and shocking and could truly disturb some of you. If you would rather not listen, then I encourage you to read the lyrics, search them and read them 
just a few of them, I would say please to use this time. Hit that pause button on the podcast. Go listen or read the lyrics to the song without your children and then come back. So if you just paused and then came back, you might be upset that you just listened or read that. I 100% understand your feelings. But let me be clear, this is the message that your teenagers are receiving. Does your teenager have TikTok? Or does, do they have friends that use TikTok so they can scan the videos sometimes when they're with their friends? They, they're the ones that are watching the videos with them. Well, at the time of this recording, this song has been used in over 900,000 videos. As a side note, as you could probably tell, there's not a 30-second audio clip of the song that you could find that would make you say, well, at least that 30 seconds wasn't so bad. Maybe the videos are using that audio. The song has barely been out three weeks. In the first two weeks out, it has been the number one song on the Billboard chart, Spotify and Apple Music. The music video on YouTube has over 137 million views in under three weeks. Odds say, just statistics say, your teenager has heard this song and probably more than once, even if it's just a snippet of it. Millions of teenagers are watching and listening. And because of this, it's important that we know what they are listening to, why they are listening to it. And then we need to discuss what we, as, as their leaders and as their parents, what we should do. Like I mentioned, Walt Mueller tells us that culture is a map and a mirror of the world around us. So when we see a song like this that has become as popular as it is, as Christians and parents, we should look at what it is mirroring and what it is mapping. So first, let's look at what it's mirroring. It's mirroring what I alluded to earlier, this face of woman empowerment. Comedian Russell Brand made a video discussing this song, and he discussed how for years women were upset that men saw them as objects and did not value them. And he then poses this question, do we achieve, and this is a quote, do we achieve equality by aspiring to the values established by the forces or authors of the hierarchy in the system itself? He explains this, continues with another quote. He says, i.e., do women achieve equality by aspiring to and replicating the values that have been established by males? End quote. This idea that for years women have complained about not having equality with men and then the idea that this song, among many other songs in media, puts forth that equality and liberation is found by truly owning and pushing their own sexuality. And he accuses the song of being, quote, a sort of capitalistic objectification and commodification of, in this case, the female, end quote. Do you know how people responded to his questions and to this video? They were outraged. Here are just a few responses, and some of these I'm editing for language. One of them says, late to the party, but Russell Brand needs to get a life with his pseudo-feminist discourse. Nobody cares. WAP is an anti-feminist. In many ways, it is feminist, but more to the point, let women make art and express themselves. Another one says, I used to think Russell Brand was quite funny. I then realized he's a misogynist who likes women's sexuality only when it benefits him. 
a white millionaire giving commentary on WAP with no acknowledgement of race. Women's sexuality scares men like Russell who can't control it. And I'll say one more. The power of WAP is so strong, it got men from all across the political spectrum triggered from Ben Shapiro to Russell Brand. I could go on and on and on reading more tweets of people and more comments from people who were just ticked at Russell Brand. The Guardian actually wrote an article claiming that this song should be celebrated, not scolded. Can you believe that? Celebrated. How dare anyone critique it? How dare anyone say what you're doing is not right? The final thing I will say about the mirror component is that for years the culture has told us to follow your heart to do what you think is right for you, to live your truth. And the thing is, this is Cardi doing exactly that. This is what we're seeing. This is what, this is how this is a mirror of the world around us. The song is just doing what we've been preached to do. Secondly, how is this a map? How does it point to where we're going? Well, unfortunately, songs like this that are this popular, preach to an entire generation. Think of me growing up, I think of Green Days and Linkin Parks and Eminem. The crazes around those three musical artists or bands that gave new meanings to emo or sticking it to the man and, and really just uh, having this anger and making it cool. Cardi B's message is coming through loud and clear and in a compelling way. It looks fun exciting she's smiling she's seem she seems to have a ton of stuff and money do we have an answer to this for our teenagers because this message is not going away in fact there's going to be more of this coming culture is going to clearly articulate what they want our kids to believe are we clearly and consistently articulating what is true from God. While this song is by women, and it seems to be showing the face of women empowerment, it's equally important for our young men and for our young women to be talked to and with about it, because this message is heard by both. Our daughters need to know that they are more than their sexuality, that God created them beautiful and in his image, and they are valuable and worthy of dignity and respect. And this isn't the way to get attention. Our sons need to know that women are not sexual objects. And even if girls speak and act this way, men should be keeping themselves to a higher standard, keeping their hands off of them until they are married and honoring women in every regard. We should be telling both genders that this message is not biblical. This is not the one that we should be subscribing to. This is truly a race for our kids' hearts. Whoever is the first to have these conversations will get to say what the line is. Unfortunately, far too often, the church and home loses to the culture. We make excuses. Having this conversation is inappropriate. Or we say, my kid is not old enough. Or we're just simply uncomfortable with it. Unfortunately, the culture does not have these boundaries. Does your kid have access to YouTube or music streaming? Do they have friends that have access to those things or TikTok? Then they have access to this song. 
and the message that is coming through to them. And there's other songs like it that I can name. So we must be clear about how sex is a good part of God's creation that is to be enjoyed and celebrated, but only in the context of marriage between one man and one woman. And we need to be able to articulate that God has designed it that way for our good. However, culture tells our kids that the church is anti-sex and restrictive. And if we do not teach it clearly and without a red face, then the culture is going to be able to convince them that that is true. The culture literally says there are zero boundaries for sex outside of mutual consent. Are we prepared to discuss what makes the biblical view more positive and honoring and why the cultural view is actually the negative view? I want to close with two final thoughts. First, I want to just be honest and prepare you that this could cause conflict. I've had conversations with kids about other music and they say things like, well, it's just a song. Or maybe they've already started to believe it and will argue against the restrictive view that you have. I hope and pray that you are willing to begin the conversation with your teenager today. It may be uncomfortable, but it's worth it. And secondly, I hope you help your teenager in how they consume media and what they consume and why they consume and how they consume. Are you involved in their media life? Do you check or monitor their Instagram, TikTok, music libraries, YouTube usage? That may seem old-fashioned, but the hearts of our kids are at stake. If you need help with this conversation, Walt Mueller has a resource that is only $15. It's called How to Use Your Head to Guard Your Heart, the 3D Guide to Making Wise Media Choices. It's designed to help you with this conversation. I'll put a link to it on the Facebook page for you to look into. Now, I want to close this by praying. And I want to pray for three things. One, for our teenagers, that they know what the Bible says. They make, wise they make wise choices and decisions that will lead to a God-honoring life. Secondly, for you, as you navigate this with your teenager, that God would give you strength and boldness, as well as grace and patience. Change in this does not happen overnight. And it can be really tricky dealing with these topics. And if you listen to the song or read the lyrics, you know that it'd be pretty easy to just fly off the handle and just be like, what is happening? Why are we listening to this music? And third, for Cardi B and others who are promoting these messages. Cardi B is an image bearer of God. And while we have disagreement over this message, she has value and worth because of the fact that she was created in God's image. And we need to remember that. That while we disagree and while we are critiquing, that we also should be honoring and loving those that we disagree with because they are worthy of value, because they are made in the image of God. Let's pray. Lord, you are so good. And you've designed things for our good and for your glory. And not only you've designed everything and on top of that you've designed sex in that same way and so lord I, I pray for these three things i pray one for our teenagers i pray that they know what the bible says i pray that they make wise decisions in their media consumption and that they leads them to a god honoring life two i want to pray for parents as they navigate 
these tricky times with their teenager. I pray that you would give them strength and boldness. I pray that you'd give them grace and patience as they tackle a very tough conversation in terms of media usage, as they, as they talk about sex and what the world says versus what the Bible says. And I also pray for Cardi B. I pray that, uh, I pray that her heart changes. And I pray that you save her, Lord, and that uh, instead of promoting this worldview, that her heart changes and she starts promoting a different worldview, Lord, and that, that worldview is the biblical worldview and what you would have for us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you do for us. And above all, we thank you for the cross. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, everyone. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of What in the Youth Podcast. Remember, if you have any questions or would like to interact with other parents, you can visit us on our Facebook page called What in the Youth Podcast. See you next time.